when we're mainly engaging with others without speaking and it's a lot of um, unspoken words and, and I, I think there's danger there. I think um, we're, we're created to be relational beings, right? God, when he made man, it wasn't right. He made a woman, right? Um, we're, we're made and created in God's image, right? God, um, he spoke. He spoke this world into existence. He didn't just make it. He spoke it. Yeah. And I think there's importance there um, and a takeaway for all of us to say, okay, our, our words um, really matter. That was Ben Tages talking about the power of or the lack thereof of the spoken word of retiree. Hey, everybody, Jared Sebesta here, co-host of Retire Repurposed. On behalf of Ben Tages and myself, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, do you or have you considered the power of your words, of your voice? We all know our voice has the power to build or to tear down, to edify or confuse, to bring truth or to portray lies. To a retiree, this is especially true. At no other time can your voice be so important. Many times, isolation or lack of community can stifle that voice. And we all know the ramifications of that scenario, that they're not ideal. Bentagius will share a story of a client describing a day where she didn't use her voice and the way it left her feeling. In this podcast, look for three specific reasons your voice is not only so powerful, but important for your life and your retirement. Enjoy this episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to the show. We're so thankful that you are joining us here on Retire Repurposed. If you are new to the show, maybe this is your first time listening. This show is all about retirement. Uh, we talk specifically to retirees and pre-retirees, but we speak a little bit of a different language. In fact, the language that we speak is very different, one that you're not going to hear from your typical kind of retirement shows. We may talk about money and sometimes do on this show, but really we are talking about life. Where does life intersect with retirement and retirement planning? Uh, the past couple of shows, we've talked a lot about the book, The Gap and the Gain by Dr. Benjamin Hardy and strategic coach Dan Sullivan. And Ben Tages and I uh, have, have kind of dove into this idea of gap thinking versus gain thinking. First of all, I highly recommend the book. If you've never read the book, The Gap and the Gain, highly recommend it. It's all about how we compare ourselves to an ideal, where so many times human history is to just uh, compare ourselves to where we could be or should be, but not looking back into the past, six months, maybe a year, maybe two years, and look at the growth that we've seen and celebrating that growth. Last week, we talked about where gained thinking actually intersects with gratitude. We talked about how time, talent, and treasure comes into play and how we can utilize gratitude to really get into this gain thinking mode. Ben Tages joins me on the show now. We're going to take a little bit of a left turn uh, in today's show, but, but before we do that, what have kind of been some of your major thoughts or takeaways from the last couple of shows? Well, Jared, uh, first of all, I mean, Gap, it, Gap to the Gain is, is, a, is a book that I read and you're reading, and, and it for me, it's, it's become, it's not a self-help book, but kind of, it's a motivational growth type book, right? It's like, okay, how do we look at life differently yeah. um, versus how I have been? And, and 
you might be thinking if you're listening to this, well, these guys typically talk to retirees and mm-hmm. people that are they, should they be hearing growth and, and, <laughs> and, and that type of thing? And I'm like, absolutely. absolutely. Some yep. people are like, oh, this is, you know, once I'm, once I'm retired, I, I'm kind of, you know, I'm kind of, I've achieved what, what I'm going to achieve and now it's downhill from here. Yeah. I would say the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I mean, for most retirees in, in today's, um, society, your retirement should, can and should be the time when you are the most instrumental in your, in your communities and your families. Mm-hmm. So we need retirees to be thinking along, um, yeah, growth mindset, yeah. right? John Maxwell always says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And, and we want our, our clients and the people we work with to be of the mindset of there's more ahead. I have not arrived um, because we know a, a, when you feel like you've arrived, you stop mm-hmm. thriving. So we want to, we want these people, um, everybody we talk to, to hear this mindset of growth and more better things to come. When I think about the gap and the gain, I go right to a retiree and I'm like, many times we, we find people that feel as if, um, I I'm falling short of some goal, right. Mm-hmm. And, and they, and they measure off of this ideal. And again, we want you measuring off of all of the things that you've already accomplished, yeah. right? Those ideals are great to have in your mind, but but they shouldn't be our primary motivation. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's a takeaway from last week. Well, that's a huge staple and leg to what repurpose is all about. That if you're if you're not growing, you're dying. And yes, that applies. Um, to retirement. We talked about the hedonic treadmill, this tendency that we always adapt and we always uh, are, are trying to achieve the, the horizon goal, the thing that always uh, is in the distance but yet never achievable. But this whole idea of even you know financial planning, uh, how to plan with our time and our talent, we covered all of that in the past few shows. So if everything we mentioned here in the last couple of minutes is striking a chord with you and you missed last week's show, go back to your favorite podcasting platform, subscribe, but listen to those last couple of shows because those are really, really, really crucial points, uh, whether you're uh, retired or approaching retirement here in the near future. So go check that out. All right, Ben. So on today's show, we're going to start kind of a, a, not a new topic or a new series, but talk about something different. Um, we're going to talk about the power of your words, the power of your voice. And we're going to have three specific areas or points uh, where your voice is and can be so powerful. But Ben, as we were preparing for today's show, you brought up uh, a story that you had or a conversation you had with one of our clients, and and that was really the inspiration with today's show. Yeah, Jared, it was one of those, oh, it just hit me type moments. You know, I get to meet, you know, sit kneecap to kneecap with so many successful people, people that are, you know, I've learned so much from over, you know, 20 years of, of, of working with people. And um, this was one of those moments that you, you just remember and you want to you wanna write down. It'll probably be my next book. But um, she said to me, Ben, I had a, um, a really strange weekend. You know, I had a Saturday um, where... Um, I just, did, I felt off all day. It was like, something's just off. She kind of woke up, did her normal routine. And, um, by the end of the day, just felt down and felt empty. And, um, the next morning, uh, she was getting ready and kind of thinking through why she felt that way. And she said, Ben, I realized that I never opened my mouth to speak. Hmm. She never spoke a word. So she's widowed, recently widowed over the last couple of years and um, doesn't um, live with anyone. And she uh, currently doesn't even have a pet. And I, and I share that with um, our audience because she said, maybe even if I could have just talked even or yelled at my dog for doing yeah. something wrong. Right. Yeah. Um, but it was absolutely no 
spoken word. She didn't pick up the phone to call anybody. She didn't go out to do anything that particular day. So she didn't say hi to anyone, didn't actually open her mouth to speak. Mm. And I think about that and, and we're not going to only talk about, you know, how, you know, our voice helps with relationship building and, and, and isolation. But to me, for people think about how powerful mm-hmm. our words are not only to others but to ourselves yeah. right to be speaking is 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 really to be living i, I think um mm-hmm. it, it is very very important um to be using your voice um for so many different reasons yeah. Jared. yeah i think that goes for any time in your life but specifically um, for retirees and that leads us really beautifully into our first point here today a big reason why you have such a powerful voice and your words are so important is because it ju- it does just that. It builds community and it builds relationships. Talk about uh, that and how, that, how you've seen that play out in negative ways with retirees. Well, I think certainly this technology age we're in and, and retirees are not, um, man, they're not immune to that, right? So, you know, it may be a different platform than many of us, I guess, quote unquote, younger people use you know, on Facebook or whatever. Right. But when we're when we're mainly engaging with others without speaking and it's a lot of um, unspoken words and, and I, I think there's danger there. I think um, we're, we're created to be relational beings, right? Mm-hmm. God, when he made man, it wasn't right. He made a woman, right? Um, we're, we're made and created in God's image, mm-hmm. right? God, um, he spoke, he spoke this world into existence. He didn't just make it, he spoke it. Yep. And I think there's importance there um, and a takeaway for all of us to say, okay, our, our words um, really matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that there's something to that. I, it's really interesting to see how technology has changed how we communicate. Um, you know, I, I think it's not being uh, generalized. I'm not generalizing uh, the older populace, but, you know, they'll be the ones that will leave a voicemail. Like my, a lot of my peers, they've never left me a voicemail in the last 10 years. But like my parents, they... <laughs> If they miss a call, they're leaving me like a 20 minute voicemail. Um, you know, it's almost easier. In fact, I've actually called friends and their voicemail, God forbid, if you actually call them and you don't get their voicemail, they're just like, don't even bother leaving a voicemail because I'm not going to listen to it. Just text me, which in some regards is really, really convenient uh, in many ways. Again, you can now you can order food at a restaurant without ever going inside, without ever interacting with somebody. So while that's very convenient and I think it's good in many ways, um, you can see the separation of the generations, how they uh, long still to have for that, 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 that voice conversation, how that's kind of, I won't say going away, but shying away in many, many ways. It is. And I think it's, um, it's scary for me just how much, um, you know, you see people sitting there and they're texting back and forth, they're mm-hmm. communicating. That's communication, fine. Yeah. But it's different from the spoken word. Yeah. And uh, you, you got to remember the dangers of, you know, how, how you how you use your voice, right? If you're, if you're, um, you know, it's hard to catch certain parts of communication through yeah. through typing it out on on your keypad. So, yeah. I, again, I just think it's important that people, um, when when they can, mm-hmm. pick up the phone. Yeah. If you're not living with somebody, if you're not close by, pick up the phone, reach out to somebody, leave them a voicemail. I mean, it's something you've been doing a lot of, Jared, mm-hmm. I, and I really um, appreciate that. You know, sending sometimes it's text, but I mean, you're communicating with others many times, just leaving a quick voicemail for people, a word of encouragement, whatever that is. I think, um, hearing somebody's voice, um, can make a, just a huge difference for Mm -hmm. somebody going through a hard time. Yeah. Texts are great, but if you can reach out, 
use your voice, um, I think it's even better. I think the, I, I do a lot of voice texting, so it's actually leaving a voicemail without calling somebody. So you're, you're actually getting the best of both worlds where somebody doesn't feel pressured to pick up the phone and talk to you if they don't want to, but you can still leave a voice message, so to speak. So if you're unfamiliar with voice texting, um, you should go check that out. I've actually gotten you into voice texting as well. In fact, you left me your first voice text, I think, about a month ago. So you're graduating to the next level. Hey, I'm, I'm getting there, Congratulations. buddy. But I'm, I'm, a, I'm a, not an early adopter. But again, the, the, the rationale there is, hey, I, I can quickly communicate, right. but yet communicate with my voice. voice yeah. and, and I think that is important because we, we again, I think we, we under you know, undervalue mm-hmm. how important uh, our voices are and how we, what, what comes across yeah. um, in, in our voices. Um, so I think it's just important. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-494-8310. I'm here with spokesman John Wolf. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-494-8310. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-494-8310. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Uh, the first power that you have with your words and your voice is to build community and relationships. The second one is to create value. Ben, talk about that. I mean, your voice can be such a powerful tool um, to pick others up and, and have a powerful existence, whether you're retired or not. Well, I, I'm raising a couple teenagers, Jared, and uh, man, have I noticed just how um, powerful my words are. And I, I, this is um, certainly not necessarily a show for people raising teenagers, but as I do that, I'm like, man, I've, I said something mm-hmm. and like months later, my daughter says, remember when you said that? Mm-hmm. I mean, years, I mean, we're, we have huge, um, impact on people by what we say. Mm-hmm. And I think, um, that power of building others up, I think, um, the, the, the negative sides there too, yeah. right. Our voice can really harm somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, but just a reminder, um, just how important, the spoken word is yeah. um, in, in helping build people up. Yeah, I think that there's something powerful in being able to pause. Um, I can't remember what book it was. We're, we, we've, we've mentioned so many books on the show recently. Uh, I'm almost certain it was a Benjamin Hardy book, but he said when you're when you feel compelled to react to something maybe that was offensive or something your child said or maybe a coworker. Your ability to pause between the thought and to actually say something is power. That's where you find the power. Um, you don't have power when you just are always reacting and saying the things that uh, maybe are coming to mind uh, t- too closely. But to your point, Ben, like if we can be very intentional with our words um, and be very um, focused and to have um, intention to, 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 to restate the obvious. Um, that's where we have the power to really uh, create uh, value for others because that's really what, at, at the end of the day, that's really what it is that we're trying to do is, is to create a, uh, an atmosphere to, to create value. Yeah. And I think um, yeah, you and I both love this show um, and being able to 
um, speak to uh, many, many people. And I, I'm, I'm so thankful that we get to do this. But, um, you know, I think many times um, this show ends up going various directions um, because, you know, on one hand, we're trying to talk to retirees. On one hand, we're talking to ourselves many yeah. times. And, and I'm hearing, I'm talking to myself here again. It's like just how harmful sometimes my words are. Mm-hmm. And how I think people need a little humility, like I do, to be able to say, okay, I have to look at how somebody may have heard what I just said, right? Mm -hmm. And and look at it from their point of view. So I might say something and mean something totally different than what I actually said, Mm -hmm. but it it came down to how they heard me. So um, I also, um, we'll have a little tangent to active listening. I think that's so important too. So we're talking about speaking, but as far as somebody listening, um, make sure that when you're hearing somebody talk that you repeat and say, you know what I heard you say was this. Mm. Because sometimes when you can listen that way and kind of reinforce what you heard, it's like, well, no, I didn't just... I may have said that, but here's what I meant. Right. Right? It allows that communication to be so much more powerful. Yeah. I, I, again, I, that's why I love these psychology books and these self-help books because they get down to how you think and how you think and react will dictate oftentimes your words. And as we've just talked about how uh, powerful those words can be to build up and to create value and um, how oftentimes um, they can be misconstrued or misinterpreted and, and can uh, can be hurtful. And a lot of the words maybe that we're saying are maybe words to ourselves too. So that's a whole nother avenue that w- that we could consider when it comes to this idea of the words that are that are being spoken and the value that they can create. The last point we want to talk about here today is, is how powerful words are um, to speak truth. And this is something that, that has really been on my radar a lot um, lately. I was challenged, and I probably brought this up on previous shows, but um, I had a chance to hear Jordan Peterson who, if you're not familiar with Jordan Peterson, like he's now an international <laughs> psychologist, author. He really came on the scene a couple of years ago and has some really, really popular videos and books out there. But I got this chance to see him in person back in uh, September. And if I have to summarize what he spoke about in 90 minutes, which is a lot, uh, by the way, if you've ever heard him speak, he throws out a lot of really heavy ideas. But the whole idea about this was just tell the truth. Um, that something really powerful happens when you're able to just um, speak truth. And he wasn't talking about the little white lies. I think when, you know, especially if you have kids, you know, and you talk about telling the truth, you're talking, you know, like we don't, you know, did you hit your brother? You know, no, you didn't. The truth is, is that you did. You know, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about where you can powerfully um, live in such a way where you're being authentic, you're being honest, and you're being um, um, real. Ben, talk about that, how important that is in retirement uh, for, for a retiree, where perhaps you have someone who is following the world world's ways, but people are, are, are kind of living a life that they feel isn't really true to themselves. Well, Jared, I'll take it a slightly different way. I mean, I, one thing that retirees all have in common is that they are getting towards the end of their life. Hmm. I mean, they get to that point where it's okay, you know, I'm, I'm 60 years old, I'm 70 years old, I've got less life to live than what I did, obviously, when I was in my 40s and 50s. So they start to become this 
um, many times, like, have I said everything I needed to say? Have I been really true to what I wanted in life too? So, you know, a huge part of not having regret later in life is saying the things that you needed to say to people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they're hard conversations. Sometimes it's just, oh, I wish that I had communicated this or that to somebody. But Mm -hmm. if you're holding that stuff in, and and sometimes it's as simple as talking with your spouse after being married for 40 years and yet 30 years, 40 years, whatever, and yet there's something in there that you just need to tell them. You need to talk through it. I think there's some real, um, I, I think retirees need to get that stuff um, communicated because mm-hmm. otherwise um, it, it, it drives a wedge between people, but also um, it, it makes you feel it, it like I'm, I'm holding this back. And there's mm-hmm. like, a, not, not like, I'm not talking deep, dark secrets. I'm talking simple things yeah, that truth. Yeah. Just your honest everyday truth. Like mm-hmm. don't beat around the bushes. Yeah. Um, speak truth with love, but, but be able to say, Hey, you know what? This really bothers me mm-hmm. when you do that. Yeah. Um, don't hold it in. Be able to communicate that um, in an open dialogue with people because, again, the last thing you want to do is someday have regret yeah. um, later on in life. That's what Jordan Peterson said uh, when I heard him speak. He was talking about marriage, and uh, he defined, hold it, just bear with me for a second. He's, he defined hell as constantly getting what you want all the time. Now, before we you know have a theological conversation about this just bear with me he was talking about not living in truth when we don't live in truth and we don't speak the truth and we beat around the bush and we don't say how we feel what you're really sowing into the world is is non-truth well there's a law out there a spiritual law that says you reap what you sow so if i'm going to reap non-truths the stuff i'm going to get back or not is not going to be rooted in truth he would call that hell so, like, for example, uh, you have somebody who is who eventually got divorced. And this is just a very just just a very philosophical example where you have you know, a wife who's a wife and maybe a husband as well who are in a marriage that is unfulfilling. And just to kind of, you know, be Christian and I don't want to ruffle feathers and I don't want to I just want to seem content. Nobody says anything. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody's open and honest with. Um, the disparages in their marriage. So this goes on for decades. And eventually they maybe get divorced. Or maybe they don't get divorced, but they live a life of just mediocrity. Jordan Peterson's like, why don't you just be honest? Just have the argument. You know what I mean? Talk it out. Be honest where, it, where, there's, where, there's, where there's misconnections. Go to therapy. What's better, to have six months of therapy and to duke it out and to deal with it? Or 30 years of a mediocre marriage that may or may not end in divorce, and, and you've taken your kids along the uh, along the ride as well. It was pretty interesting because when I came back from that conference, I said to my wife, I go, I think we've got some work to do. And Jordan Peterson said, ask your spouse, like, what do you want? You know, if you've ever heard him speak, you could probably hear him saying that. But, like, just, just ask her, what do you want? And so I did that. And I said to my wife at, at one point, I was like, what do you want? She's like, I just want a kiss at night. And I'm like, well, I can do that. You know, we've been married for 16 years. And I'm like, you think it's like these deep equations to figure out simple life. And Jordan Peterson's like, what do you want? You know, and then and then my kids ask me, like, what do you want? And I'm like, I just want to be acknowledged when I walk in the door. Hey, well, we can do that. I mean, we're not talking about big things here. But how do you get to that point? You just have to be honest. Be honest with yourselves. You know, and I, I had a chance to speak to a bunch of men recently, and I challenged them. I was like, what would happen if we just actually told the truth to our spouses, to our kids, 
What if we were actually honest with, with God? What if we were actually honest with ourselves? What would actually happen if we dared just to be open, honest, and authentic? What would happen if we just kind of stopped beating around the bush? What do you think would be the result of that? Well, I, I think you'd have a lot less anger. Mm-hmm. Uh, certainly, Jared, a lot less resent, resentment. I mean, I think that's what I was talking about earlier with you know, people later on in life, yeah. you know, holding things in. And uh, again, I'm not talking, I don't, I hope people don't hear the show and be like, I'm going right to somebody and speaking my yeah, truth yeah, today, no, you know, right. out of anger. Yeah. But if you hold that in again, you're that resentment's going to build, mm-hmm. um, you know, the bitterness. I, and I think when, when our lives, we hold that stuff in, it holds us back. It just, yeah. it does not create a, um, really environment sure. where we can thrive yeah. because we are stuck in a lie. We're stuck like, yeah, it's not quite what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it is what I got. And mm-hmm. and you never say anything. You never communicate that. So, yeah, I mean, this is certainly not a marriage show because you and I um, probably don't <laughs> need to be a marriage advice. But one thing I know, too, yeah. is when I ask the simple question, my wife, what do you want? Yeah. Um, I, 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 and she's willing to share the, the answer. Mm-hmm. Many times it is something simple. And we, we let things go for months. Years. Years yeah. even. That reminds me of that book. We've talked about on the show in the past by Bronnie Ware, the top five regrets of the dying. And it wasn't just one of the one of the five. It was the top reason uh, that the top regret people had was that I did not live a life that was true to myself. I lived a life what I thought others wanted. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And again, if you look at the patterns of the world, you look at retirement, it's going to feed you a specific template to follow. And the worst thing that you can do is just follow the template, to just follow the crowd and live a life that you... Uh, may not be uncomfortable with, but it's not one true to yourself. There was another thing that Jordan Peterson said when I saw him in person, and it was just so powerful. He said, uh, for one, the truth sets you free. Have you heard that before? You know, we hear that in in the Bible, uh, where if you know the truth, the truth will set you free. But he went on to say that when you speak the truth, you actually have the divine on your side. I thought that that was a powerful statement. I wrote that down in my notebook and, and, and circled it. I think so many times we we think if we are just, you know, again, following the crowd and, and, and just being okay with life, that we're doing favors to our family, to ourselves. And the truth is, is that we're not. Securities offered through Avantax Investment Services, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through Avantax Advisory Services. Insurance services offered through an Avantax-affiliated insurance agency. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the way showers who will help your journey a lot easier.